0: of any episode, or on the website at feedingcuriosity.net, and with that, thanks for listening, and please enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to Feeding Curiosity. Wait a second.
0: Welcome to
1: Feeding Curiosity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that's the intro for this episode of the podcast, I guess. No, not really.
2: You know what I noticed? What you go into announcer voice. I know you do this
0: it's button. because and there <laughs> now we're gonna. It's, it's, duck beca- on it's because it's because of the doing YouTube videos of two hundred of them. So I get like the voice, you know,
1: the voice.
0: The you got to do the voice that carries into the microphone because I stare at the levels and I want it to sound good.
1: <laughs> Just avoid the levels and fix it in post. Should I read Grey's Anatomy slowly? Please don't. I meant to say,
2: uh,
0: would you mind?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say Grey's Anatomy.
2: Fifty, Shades, 50 Shades, of Grey. Shades of Grey. All right. I mean, either I'll I'll listen to either anything that you read to me, Mike, is just fine. There you go. Fifty Shades. Did I ever tell you about how we read that on post in Bahrain? No. Like, we had story time, and like we'd sit in a circle on post <laughs> and I read fucking Fifty Shades of Grey. I read the whole book. Do you really? <laughs> That's good that's funny it's um it's so terrible that it's unbelievably entertaining like i couldn't believe how much fun i was having reading that stupid book
0: like gilbert godfrey I reading was like, yeah slowly. dude it's so <laughs> fucking
2: funny uh-huh. <laughs> like it's just trash
1: so this is the 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 naughtiest bits
2: by daily beast dude
0: talk about a speed read it you get to speed read it uh-huh.
2: <laughs> it's pretty fucking ridiculous Let's see. I mean, I would never have read it if it wasn't if you me being bored forced your into health. a little box yeah. for 12 hours oh, okay. and not being able to leave. Yeah, I'm right. not going to say any of this stuff. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, since Mike's not going to read that, what have you been up to, Mike? Because this is kind of why we're doing this.
1: Me? I just came back from a week-long road trip. Where'd Cut you short. where'd you go? Because I was like not able to track all the places. Yeah. yeah, you went to a lot of places. So it started with we were supposed to go to the northwest and go to Glacier National National Park, see the bison, see the the lakes, see the mountains, and just go you know camp off the grid for a while. But the weather turned for the worst, and it's not going to be nice until like August, pretty much or late June, so we decided to go...
0: Wow, really? That late?
1: Yeah. I, I didn't, it I didn't do enough no research. I, I'm like, oh, it's going to be late May. Like, We'll be fine. There's, It's going to be good weather. We can get some camping in. It's still cold. There's still snow, and they're still plowing the snow off. Um, Whoa. The main connecting road from the basically the east side to the west side of the park is all closed off, and there was a, a, a plow cam showing this plow pretty much moving giant, like 10-foot mounds of snow off the main road so I was like yeah we uh need to rethink where we're gonna what we're gonna do so we ended up cutting our trip short but we went through colorado uh, hiked there for a day then we went through utah hit up the different national parks there didn't do too many exciting things other than watching the stars Um, then we went through arizona and then we went through nevada then we came back to arizona and basically worked our way up we basically went down and did like a a So Colorado down and then back, and then we went home. So it was pretty, pretty awesome. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: man. I mean, you kind of went like all over the place in the, the Southwest there.
1: Oh, dude. The first time I, this this was the first time I went to Utah like ever, and I didn't know what to expect. And so we got there late at night, probably like, uh, you know, 11 PM, not, not super late, but late enough to where the sun was down and the moon was out and we're like, oh, we gotta figure out a place to sleep because, you know, classic Mike and Mary. We sleep in the car. That's <laughs> that's, that's one of my, our secrets to uh, to cheap travel. Is uh, you invest in a car that you can sleep. I was gonna in. say you should describe <laughs> how you have it
0: set up in the back when you go on oh, your travels because it's pretty legit. I, you have
1: what an Element? Uh, Honda Element, two thousand three, all wheel drive, super awesome. There's actually some cool things I'll, <laughs> I'll talk about. There's new companies coming out. I'm not sure how new actually um but there's companies that actually create travel vans so like one or two people can do the same thing we're doing but you rent the van for the vacation oh really I, yeah it's hmm. it's really interesting it's
0: almost like the zip car but for yeah travel. where do
2: you shower when you do this
1: good question <laughs> <laughs> do you want to know that's or a work in progress do you want to just imagine do you just baby wipe that shit yeah oh yeah yeah with dude wipes Dude wipes, dude wipes, baby wipes, hospital wipes, pretty much wet naps. Yeah, if I find if sense. I find natural water, we usually go take a dip.
2: Definitely the feet. You want to do that with your feet, dude? You're telling me. The you feet. know because
0: you were in the military. So yeah, you know stink
2: real bad. <laughs> There's nothing more fucking heinous than like a week's worth of yeah. not washing your feet and just walking around in the heat man especially I've,
0: if you're wearing boots that don't breathe mm-hmm, fuck, hiking
2: every day with thick socks on and pants
1: and like long sleeves because you don't want to get super burnt
0: why do you do thick socks
1: just it's support for your feet basically oh really for your feet, More cushion? But, yeah. yeah that's exactly right mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense because i mean when you're hiking you know up these high elevations low elevations and you're doing it like hours and hours and hours oh, yeah. the last thing you want it to do is have a blister you yeah know, yeah <laughs> the last thing you want to do so you deal with the the musty feet but it's a worthwhile cause
2: yeah the scent is more tolerable than oh the dude right. the scent me. goes away <laughs> i
0: mean, I could just attest to that dude it's all there. about baby powder or like baby foot powder is that yeah, gold, yeah. gold gold yeah. bond
2: uh, yep so that's, that's good your you socks a fuckload mm-hmm. uh baby wipes do you want to hear a uh fuck up
1: yes Uh-oh. i packed uh, two pairs of socks Oh no! Do you want to know the other fuck up? What? Mary, uh, I think packed one pair of socks. <laughs> so one you of the guys days, you guys both did it. Mary had to use my only clean pair of socks. So let me just say, I used one pair of socks. Oh, I would have bought some on the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, I went pretty primitive with this with this this stuff. particular trip. Yeah, but this particular trip definitely. As bare bones as you back, could. Back to the the, the vehicle situation. Yeah. So the reason the how I found out about these vans that you can rent. We were driving in um let's see it was canyonlands national park um cool. it was it's yeah there's a lot of cool cool national park. utah okay utah so there's a lot of it's incredible i feel like utah's
0: a huge city. camping area it is like oh the it's, it's huge. everywhere right <laughs> I don't even
1: think about the mormons like when we went to moab first time i went to moab it's like they're one of their bigger cities other than what salt lake city mm-hmm. i would say maybe yeah, more, even... more like like a like a camping city you, you go there in the summertime i guess so when it's nice out but like, it's all like Jeeps and off-road vehicles and motorcycles and have those, <laughs> whether UTVs or something like that all over the place that you can rent. Cause there's so many places to go off-roading. It's what it's known for, you know? So it was really cool to see all that um, and see all, like the mountain bikers and all these cool dudes rock climbing and stuff. I'm like, I wish I was more prepared and I wish I, you know, had more time to, to do some of that stuff. So that's something we want to pursue in the future once established with school being done and all that, you know? That's not a good excuse, but regardless. So anyway, I went and I talked to this guy cause I saw him pull out the back of his, uh, he opened the, the, the back of his car, or the back of the van. And I didn't see the logo on the side. And all I see is like a really awesome, like nice big bed mattress with a sleeping bag over it. And then he starts pulling out these drawers underneath the mattress i was like Wait, what I was like that is such a cool setup yeah they're, they're hooked up to like the little rollers like when like a regular drawer yeah you know? exactly um but but they're like four separate cubbies or three separate cubbies and there's two different types of the the drawers that he pulls out and i stopped i'm like whoa i love your setup like how did you do that I'm like did you make it and that's when he told me no this is a rental van i'm just going for the week um so i just decided huh. to do this and what how much of car. This? i haven't looked into it because i kind of we have it ourselves. But um, I love that setup, and it's so functional, and it saves you so much money if you can do it yourself. So actually, let's look up uh, how much it costs. I think they're called like adventure vans. But um, our setup is not as advanced as his. I use a lot of uh, carabiners, if that's how you say it right. (laughs) Carabiners? I've heard people say carabiners and carabiners, so. It's definitely carabiner. Carabiners. Yeah. <laughs> carabiners. It was some like old, like old from, white dude with a beard and glasses. Cra- it sounds like someone
0: from the south who just. Carabiner
2: like, is like what I say when I'm intentionally trying
1: to see. fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I basically have like our, our duffel bags and everything and I hook them on top. I bring a six uh, gallon jug of water. Make sure we have headlamps. Make sure you have uh, a lantern. A propane. I wouldn't even thought of having Pro- a
0: headlamp.
1: Headlamps are huge. Yeah, dude, they are close. Especially when you want to go on night hikes, it's other, you have to have them. Night hike. Uh, bug spray. <laughs> but it's pretty much, we have a mat that we fitted in the back. It's like a, a double thick foam. Um, and we just, I lined that with a blanket. It's waterproof. Not the blanket. The, the, the mat's waterproof with the vinyl c- like cover. Um, blanket, sleeping bag, pillows, all the works. Um make sure you bring enough food crates and all that stuff and when we sleep we pretty much just secure it up to the the, the what do you call them rotary handles I don't know <laughs> when you're when you're moving just over Just the
0: handles on the that. the
1: handles in the car yeah, yeah. um or we put them up front and then I line the whole thing with tarp and I make like a little tarp kind of like doorway from the front seat so no one can see in and it's really nice and it has these little oh, that's side
0: cool, you, you guys have to like mm-hmm. sleep in like the middle of the day or something yeah. or try to yeah if you're, dra- if you're well, driving I, all day yeah, basically.
1: and because people wow, have the urge to want to look into everyone's cars you know
0: right i mean you don't like, even think about it <laughs> i've had that
1: where like i was like it, it was like five in the morning and people you know get there early for the hikes this actually happened when we were there and i hear like you know door slamming people like you getting out of the yeah. car stuff. So i'm like okay so i wake up and I just look up and this dude's like staring in my car. I was like, what the? F-? Like, okay, so what we're here earlier, he's like, you're just gonna go and look at everybody's car. But no one says anything. I mean, a <laughs> yeah. lot of those places I feel too, like most of the people are used to that kind of stuff. hmm And um, it's really nice. We have a moon roof in the back, so you, we can actually oh, that's cool. lay down and, and you can. it comes off, so we can we can look at the stars in the, in the back mm-hmm. of the car. And so what was um, MOAB like? MOAB was really fun. Um, there's it's it's kind of like uh, for us, I guess, a good comparison. I don't want to say Wisconsin Dells because it's not as cheesy, but it's, it's like a it's a summer <laughs> vacation spot. So like the Salt Lake people? Pretty much or just everybody in general. Um, it's like one little strip of a row that you go down. There's shops all along it. Oh, OK. Bars, so there's, there's a strip restaurants. Like- they have their own brewery. Ooh. Oh cool. Yeah. Utah too. I think uh draft beer has to be under like what three and a half percent Are you wait that? really? Yeah, oh, is it because the
0: Mormons stuff God right? damn Mormons.
1: <laughs> yeah, so Utah beer law, limit of three point two percent alcohol by volume in a beer sold at a store. It's basically
0: like an old rules yeah. almost. Yeah, that's what not not even like. Is that even real beers. beer at that point? I mean, I don't consider it real beer if it's above not above five percent. Mm, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most
2: of the time. Miller doesn't fucking count. I know. <laughs> Keystone, so, none of them are
0: PBR. Up. Oh no, we're gonna get a lot of people upset if you say so, anything yeah. bad about
2: PBR. Fuck <laughs> <about> PBR. That
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, was well, pretty cool. I feel like you guys would like it. Like, there's a lot of oh, love out, there. outside things to do, and I think it'd be cool to even you know get a group of people go in there and we can rock climb and we can rent those UTVs and go mountain yeah. biking. It's it's that's pretty much what it is because there's so much get, land to do get, it. Get
0: ATVs and it's still like.
1: It's really would cool. cool What'd be cool is
0: if you could do this thing. Obviously, you're not by sand dunes there, but if you do ATVs on the sand dunes. Mm, beautiful. That'd be fun. Keep dune <laughs> buggies. There are. Yeah, there you go, dune are. buggies. I those think that might be. Do you, yeah. do, do you there were some there really cool, cool
1: dune buggies there. There's actually like no, a dune no. buggy, I think no, really. a dune buggy race. in YouTube. Yeah, there's like a really long like marathon race that these guys do like overnight and during the day.
0: That's got to be crazy because you got to deal with sandstorms overnight sometimes.
1: Yeah.
2: I forgot exactly what in it's In the called. desert? What desert is... That's not the Mojave. That's south. I
0: don't know. I don't know. I don't know what desert is there. It might be one of the smaller ones.
2: I don't know. Maybe it is the same thing. Or it
0: could be part of the Mojave because I know Mojave oh, is pretty big. A, that's probably
2: in Las Vegas when so they do that.
0: Yeah, most... Oh, yeah, you're right. Because that's where um they do... um What is that thing? Burning Man.
2: Yeah. mm yeah, Nevada. Burning? yeah. Man. i really want to go to burning man one day
0: that'd be so crazy
2: well that's what i want to do it. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah man it seems so out there just just one time i think I, I
0: think it. because i'm I'm because i'm hesitant to do it then i should do it <laughs> yeah
1: it just seems so bizarre right it is and it's it's it's, it's <sighs> grown a lot too supposedly from the past
0: well yeah it's not as like
1: now it's like more like a festival thing yeah. before it was you had to contribute to like the, you had to, you had to contribute it, to right? it, the craft of it now yeah. it's like you buy tickets and like EDC, really? Um, no, get to, to like literally. live out there though. I know get to bring is, a, is we, it. Like if, we,
2: if we ever, yeah, I think so. If we ever did it, we'd have to get a um RV or something. Yeah, an RV. I do a, it. I'd that's actually it. one of
0: my looks, my it, things.
2: I'm gonna buy an RV probably.
0: Honestly, it looks like our like uh, Mad Max when people are like dressed up that's and what stuff, I'm saying, dude. Yeah, yeah, it I'm looks crazy. crazy. I talked to Jen,
2: <laughs> who, for those that don't know, my sister does cosplay. I talked to her, be like, "Yo, Jen." Let's figure this out. I'm, help me make a some legit. crazy Mad Max. <laughs> That'd be really cool. I'd be like a fucking... Like post-apocalypse cowboy,
0: I could see you getting like the, the the goggles and everything. You know, what
2: I do. Yeah. I, the first fucking thing I would get is one of those Australian hats where one brim is. Yeah, exactly. On, That's up. exactly what I think. That's, That's the first thing you. I do, and then everything else yes. is just formed around that. Yeah, like, oh, and then you get like a now. tire.
0: You just like a tire, cut it and make it a shoulder pad. Dude, you know, what? you know, and then you put like some spikes. Right, all through kinds it, of like, crazy shit. Like nails, like giant one-inch nails to the top of it. When I was in
2: Bahrain, <laughs> we had um, there's these special hats that you wore that had like a brim around the whole side is from the so sun, hot? right right so, so instead of like a normal so cover it's just close. like a baseball hat almost it's one that has a brim all around the you horse. have to are I they special military issue yeah yeah so what i would do though is because they were um like rippled they were they weren't flat the rim of it wasn't flat so it's kind of like that right and oh, just really? flattening it out and then rolling up the one side to do the australian thing and bending it and after like weeks of just continuously like forming it, it would stay. (laughs) So I looked like a fucking Australian dude. The number of times that I got, I either would get looks from people, like, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Or being blatantly told, "What the fuck are you doing?" Oh, undo that. You can't do that. I was like, "Absolutely, I won't do that anymore." And then I'd like fix it and then put it right back.
0: <laughs> so I can remember positive
2: looks, huh? I thought it looked cool, I but I did. remember, I remember a, our major who had a stick up his ass the whole time we were there because he probably bored as hell too. No, he's just an asshole. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I remember him this. walking past me when I had that. I was like, arrest, sir," and he just looks at me for a second. And then kind of like, you can see him he's processing it. And he goes, huh. And then just keeps moving. <laughs> I was like, I was like, like, short circuit. Yeah, he like, didn't know what to do. Was he was like, I've or something. never seen this.
0: <laughs> I like how you, you even throw the military a loop. They don't even know how to deal yeah, with I you. So, dude, right? I was
2: so, it was too funny. I didn't fit too well in there.
0: <laughs> I can tell. I mean, especially because you're just sitting in a, in a like, a, what? Is it like a five by five box? Oh my God, yeah, basically. For, for, like, posts, and then you're just bored as Dude, down. that's what it is. You just start,
2: at least I did, just start doing ridiculous shit. Like, well, you I, hunt mice.
0: And your brain just starts baking in there, so you don't really know you're what you're- boredom, doing. dude. You have to find something to do. So you're like, I'm going to make this hat a little Australian. Like, we you know? got really good at catching the mice. We would take Gatorade bottles.
2: And we cut out a little hole in it, and then on the cap you put like peanut butter. So you screw back on the cap, and it goes into the hole. The come man. in there, and then you pick up the bottle, and you <laughs> ah. And we catch did, him. Did you try using cheese? I don't know if we ever use cheese. I, I was gonna say, does it actually work? Is that just like a
1: stereotype for mice? Fuck, I don't know. All really. mice like cheese. If I
2: was cheese. Mm. If I was, if I was cheese, <laughs> if, I I, if I was a mouse, I'd eat cheese. I, I get caught. Yeah. I eat cheese. It me. take me no time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my my food. I, food. Yes. I am hungry. <laughs> 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 Strange, <laughs>
1: strange, strange cheese or strange peanut butter? Like, what if you were just like hiking in the woods? The next thing you know, it's like right next to each other. There's a jar of peanut butter, or there's like a perfectly untouched block of
2: cheese. I mean, if I was a human being, I would be like, "Who left this here? <laughs> right. Why did well, you leave this Gouda let, in the middle no, of the? Why fucking... Gouda? I'm all cheese <laughs> It's a great cheese.
0: I know mm-hmm. it's a great cheese, but it's very fancy,
2: like brie or something. <laughs> what one would you eat? I would leave. I'd be so confused in, in real life if so I hadn't eaten in 15 days. I need in fifteen days. And
1: you were lost in the woods, the next thing you know, you see just a whole pizza. A, a pristine <laughs> <The> pizza, <laughs> a pristine, <laughs> steaming on a box. Brick of Gouda and an unopened oh, jar of peanut butter.
0: Nick, can you find like Reddit like survival examples? Like too. there's more precious. If you if you butter. were like lived on an island and you had like two things, or, like what would you bring for survival? Two things on an island? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, well, no. Yeah, probably a phone. <laughs>
0: Help!
2: <laughs> a cell phone and a cell phone service tower. Yeah. <laughs> a satellite phone. Satellite phone. Satellite yeah. A satellite oh, phone. A sat a phone, phone. and an extra, battery. extra battery. And a GPS thing. So that I can well, be like, I'm th- at these coordinates.
0: Usually, sat phones have that nowadays. Oh, so
2: they automatically yeah, have it.
0: Yeah. Most of the sat phones are pretty legit Then
2: I don't know. Netflix? Something watch <laughs> Netflix on? <laughs> I-,
0: I was hoping you said Wilson. Well
1: <laughs> So even though we didn't go like backcountry hiking or anything, you still had that sense of like adventure like
0: that. I was gonna say you feel like you, you even though you didn't yeah. go like super deep into the woods or anything I know, like that. Not you not this time. You were able to like get an overview of like what you want to do in the future since you had to like change last minute. Right. Because the what was what? it Zion was. Packed. Oh, it was crappy. Honestly, the the, uh,
1: the national parks they're just well it, the one you didn't have the any you like, did, spots you just go and see. You know, you go and see. You're there for a little bit. Then no. you got something. You go and you get like the the existential experience. You know, I'm gonna go to Zion and get away from the world. No, man, that that's not how it works. You know, because you go there and it's just flooded with people. Because there's hundreds of other see. people there. I mean, it's a beautiful place. These national parks are beautiful places, and I recommend going to see them because it it brings to your mind like, wow, there's this exists. But to like get away, not so much.
0: I feel like you need to find your own little backcountry place if you want to do oh, that. Oh, yeah.
2: You got to know where to go. Yeah, you like, gotta like, get all Ro- these Like Brogan like, like goes when
0: he goes to the Lanai, the little Hawaiian island and yeah. stuff and gets away. Like
2: That's cool. Those, well, go, those guys go on like long hunts. You know what I mean? Like so, for it's, a week? Like, it's like yeah. a week of you're in the middle of right. the nowhere,
0: railway. They're in the right? bush. Yeah. Quite Literally.
1: Yeah, and you have to but,
2: pack appropriately and but you're trying to get away from everybody. That's those survive. are the kind of things you got to do. Right, and you have to in order to find the animals that mm-hmm. don't want to be by and, anybody.
0: <laughs> and so like Yeah, like, they're they're for a different purposes. That, that's kind of
2: what I I got from that was
1: the sense of survival, even though like okay, I'm not saying it was it was hard by any means it wasn't, but just like kind of being away from your usual resources and like trying to limit, you know, what you can use to To survive, I guess you could say, because we basically just ate everything we had.
0: I was going to say, how how did you guys eat most of the time?
1: Beans and rice.
0: (laughs) Did you cook it earlier?
1: Uh-huh. I had a propane grill. I remember once we cooked right in front of a grocery store. It was fun. (laughs) I I made gluten-free grilled cheese with mayonnaise. Ew. As the I'm butter. Sorry. No, 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 no! <laughs> no use, instead sorry. of butter or oil, you use mayonnaise and coat the bread, and you put that on the hot pan, and it makes it nice and crispy and soft, and it doesn't cook the bread too too hard, and it preserves the moisture, and it tastes delicious. I would never a have dish. thought, never would have no, thought it that. It is the best ever. grilled cheese ever.
0: I think you've done that before. when We were playing video games. Yeah, I'm going to make a grilled that. cheese using mayonnaise. That. And I think I did. Brian agreed with you.
1: So what, what, I, what I liked about this the most, and I recommend everybody should go and just take some time off, even if it's just a week, you know, we have done longer, but a week's pretty long, I guess, in terms, For most people, in terms of like what we're doing and like how far we went, all that.
0: I feel like a lot of people get antsy you, after the week. My
1: favorite part, the best part, the most eye-opening part was the sleep because you, you find in like two days time that your sleep cycle completely regenerates and it goes back to what it's supposed to be. Even with the time change, oh, that
0: totally makes sense though, because you're not in front of screens all day, oh, no. <laughs> and, you're, <laughs> outside, and right. you're outside, and because
2: you're outside, you feel the temperature drop, right? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. It, it feels more the natural. whole. Yes, the whole situation
1: influences how you feel and how tired you are. I mean, I slept like a fucking baby whenever
2: I was on, like, in the Marine Corps. We were I out doing it, field man. training shit. Okay, so you I just sit on, you're in a cot, and then
0: that's it. Yeah, you, you know just know have, I mean? like, your little you're sleeping, it's, sleeping a different, a bag, it's a different. And right? Sometimes you don't even have
2: a cot. You just say, fuck it, and you just sleep on the rocks because it a shit, and I'm tired. It's a different <laughs> form of being tired. You're
1: genuinely tired. Yeah. Even though we were, like, driving most of the time, and then we go do a hike, you know, it wasn't that strenuous, but it was an immense tired like your your whole body well, just plus gets, you're doing it for hours probably <sighs> like just tired you're it's like you down and rest. you fall you That's like the when we rest. played basketball the and other that day. is something that so
0: tired yeah
1: <laughs> and i feel like that is so huge for people who have some form of illness or sickness or something that's going on with their body and like it's things are out of sorts i feel like that is
2: hugely important to make them feel better yeah the sleep is so freakishly important like yeah. when i'm when i'm during the semester like i schedule my sleep like i have you to really? be sure yeah oh yeah because i can't operate i need to be on like my best foot
0: right I, I guess for you the so like i don't drink at all during intense. the week
2: good ma- except for wednesdays usually because after is after the, our meeting is, it, is that the
0: beer, beer well after our meeting we'll
2: usually go and get a beer right Gotcha. so that's about it during the week and then maybe on the weekends but like my sleep cycle is really scheduled out like because I, I can't be going to a 9 a.m. class tired if I need to no. focus and accomplish things. Right. So, I mean, yeah, y- you no can way. make it happen, but it's difficult. <laughs> like, I want to be, I, I have to be there in the class. You know what I mean? I can't just be like fighting sleep because no. there's no point. I need to be able to absorb to, this information. And, and to participate. Yeah.
1: That That's a huge part of absorbing the information is actually raising your hand and asking a nervous question, you know? You have yeah. to do stuff like that. And if you're not fully awake, it doesn't, it
2: doesn't work. Yeah.
0: Plus I think with the pace of that stuff too, like you miss oh one day, gosh. you're like way behind. You're way. Yeah.
2: Be, like we would fill up it's absurd. We'd have like eight pages of notes that we it was just oh nonstop. Like God. in just nonstop. Like back <clears> to front. <throat> in this developmental cycle. It's
0: probably I like used. every four weeks you have a test? Dude.
2: Yeah, it was. We had four tests.
0: Yeah, so that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Have once, one a month? Yeah, yeah.
2: <clears throat> Which I don't mind. I like that setup.
0: No, I mean it's pretty average, I would say, but
2: it's just, it's
0: just a lot of info. To just like the amount of in info them. that
2: I've retained is compared to what we actually like, did. Did yeah. is so minimal. I'm like, really? holy fuck, is that bad? Like Not I remember bad, the bad. key stuff and the things that I thought were really interesting, but there's so so much. It's just unbelievable.
0: It just shows how inefficient the model is that we oh, have. Oh, it's
2: a trash model.
0: You know, it's where crazy. we have four four months to learn as much as you can about a subject, and then you get a grade at the end and it says, you've mastered it. And it's like, no. <laughs> you've barely scratched the surface. Dude, it's
2: literally just drinking from a fire hose. It's trying to take a Yeah. Sip <laughs> it. It's absurd. Like, you don't just, the nah. amount of info you do not retain is just ridiculous. It's like, why even bother? If no one's going to catch 50% of this shit, why are you teaching 50% of this shit? Yeah, I I can't stand this school model. It's
1: it's not a good approach.
2: Yeah, it's bad for teaching
1: people. No, like their their job is to present the information and make it available,
2: not to make it stick. Really. Yeah.
0: Well, they have a they have what they're
2: supposed to teach, and then that's you know. Great professors can teach in an interesting way, Mm -hmm. but they're few and far between. Oh,
0: we should talk about Jordan mm -hmm. Peterson. Speaking of that.
2: No, we're going to go. This is going to take us off on a tangent. That's yeah. true. We, we haven't even for- finished. We haven't even tied the knot on Moab. I know. <laughs> yeah, I'm know. i trying weird. not to bring it too too far back because you guys
1: are on some good stuff.
0: Well, we could talk about that.
1: Anyway. That would be a whole uh, separate podcast to, to talk suspect, about that. Back thing. to sleep. Son. Yeah. But I really liked it. Like, it's because it was such an uncomfortable environment. You're in the back of your car in like a pretty uh, high volume place and you just. You're just cruising around trying to find a place to crash for the night. You know, it, it's not a determined thing. Like, All right, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go into bed. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to wake up in bed. I'm going to I mean, out. it's so different. You, yeah, you go to bed not knowing, like, who's there. You know, people could come and bug you, wake your car up. There could be, like, animals coming up to the car. <laughs> I, I was worried, like, not in Utah, but other places. Like, there's bears and such and mountain lions. They probably wouldn't approach Where'd the, you go after car. Utah? Uh, Arizona, Nevada. We spent time in Colorado
2: back on our way up. Oh um, God, you guys made so much yeah so each- did you go to arizona from utah or did you go to las vegas arizona so we, we did utah we cut through the corner of arizona
1: and then went to uh, uh nevada went to las vegas just that was oh, just kind of we, just did we it were like, there for like an hour and a half and we're like screw it let's get in and out burger hell
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice did, did a couple heads of blackjack lost just went on the strip to look at the weird people to get away for just we were there like let's do it. Being civilized, we almost went to, to LA, longer? but we like, really? well, if we drive to LA, we have to drive back from LA. So yeah, that's, that's why we're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And you don't want to get stuck. I mean, air yeah, traffic is far, yeah, far. I mean, both they're all far the Grand Canyon away. was phenomenal. So when we're sleeping in the back of these cars, like in the back of my car, the first place we stopped was arches national park and we were just listening to a podcast about aliens beforehand <laughs> <laughs> and so like when we had service because it's intermittent service out there really yeah it's really yeah so i kind of I had to buffer as much as i could um so it was very really interesting because we pull in the spot and there's we're like oh we're able to get into the national park it's 24 hours there was no one there you have to drive up the side of a mountain face It was completely dark there was a couple cars coming out and so we we pull into the first overlook and step out, and after this alien talk, we're looking at the sky. We're like, we're like we're gonna get abducted by aliens. <laughs> we're making contact tonight, you Dude. know. I was really paranoid because I, I I'm not sure if I've ever disclosed my history, but I used to be very paranoid of aliens. Dude, very paranoid. I had weird. How far were you from Area 51? Well, I wanted to go. What stimulated all the paranoia too was. The first stop off of highway, I think uh, seventy or something, was this alien gas station. Was, <laughs> this, it was a privately owned gas station. The the amount of gas was like a dollar and fifty per gallon higher My than gallon? the other place. Yeah, it was like almost five dollars a gallon. Holy gas. fuck. Yeah, and he like advertised like alien jerky and all this weird stuff. I I almost went in because it was open, but then I'm like I'm probably gonna touch the door handle, accidentally rub my eye, and then I'll be stoned off LSD for three days. <laughs> I'll probably breathe the air and and it transform into another dimension. It was just-
2: it Just was, such a sketchy. It was a
1: sketchy thing, but I'm sure during the day, it seemed less sketch. Cause oh, it was funny, we pulled in and there was like a random cat who wouldn't move. I was like in the car, like creeping towards this cat, and he just kept looking. I'm like, like Mary, that's probably a a transmogified cat. <laughs> That's an alien. It's an alien, actually. He's watching us. He's watching us, man. No, anyway, um, it was really, really cool just to to see the lights of the stars that we don't see in Chicago because it's so light polluted out here, you know? Mm -hmm. I felt like that. Just the whole situation of being uncomfortable... Like li- like sleeping in an uncomfortable bed. It was cold, hot and then really cold. And then there's people that would show up out of nowhere in the middle of the night, like three in the morning, to do like random night hikes. And I see their flashlights shining in the car. I'm like, oh shit, is that police? Like, what's going on? And then they just run away and their their little packs into the hiking trail that we were by <laughs> and scurry away. But the thing about that was how good of sleep I got, even though I probably only smashed maybe six hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. intermittently you know like i was a i probably woke up like six times every time i fell asleep i was in deep deep REM sleep i just re- remember having the most vivid dreams when i woke up and feeling fresh and ready to go and and the cool thing apart about that was it was so uncomfortable that when you woke up and you didn't know where you were going you know like you, you had to get up and you had to do something you can't just lay in bed and be on your phone and like you know i'm gonna putz around in the morning and you know, go make some breakfast it was, you're in the back of the car, you have to pee. There's people around you. You're either going to pee in the car, you're going to go find someone to pee. You got to get up, you got to go, you got to think where you're going. You know, what, what's the plan for the day? And that was, was so refreshing about it was because it wasn't comfortable. And that was so good. The, the amount of uncomfortableness that I received brought me so much more energy in return.
2: Dude, there's um... it was incredibly awesome. There's a great quote by I forget the guy's name, but the author that uh, wrote the Glass Menagerie. He said that the that the wolf at the door is luxury. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I like that. That's because that's so true. Because yeah. when you get comfortable, then everything is like
0: everything's nothing. Become, everything it. could be better. Then you nothing
2: is urgent. Right, nothing is urgent when you're comfortable. Too.
0: That's why I always think about like just in general, like uprooting yourself from like. Whatever situation you're currently in, and saying, just going somewhere new or diving into something you have no experience in,
2: yeah, is almost
0: better than taking it slow. Because it,
2: it just it awakens a part of you that was unaddressed before. Yeah, you have to you have to adapt because to you're like environment. threatened.
0: You're threatened, and you need to right. ha- like you need to adapt fast to the situation. So everything is urgent and important. Like every no this is why what.
2: every time I've traveled and every time I've moved, oh, I move, I was gonna give you that. Um. I feel like I've grown a lot as an individual each time. Like yeah. either going into the Marine Corps, or coming back from the right. Marine Corps, or moving to Michigan, whatever. Going to Japan because for failure two Because
0: failure is not an option. It's because all you're right. You're, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm in it and now <laughs> yeah. I don't
2: have a choice. And now I you just don't have, have a to choice. figure out what the fuck to do. You don't have yeah. a choice.
1: Not having a choice and just having to do it, I feel like is something that not many – I feel like modern society kind of – you got rid of that in a way. I know, and it's kind of in a way. Yeah, dumb. well, because
0: <laughs> the amount of comfort we have on a yeah, regular what, basis. What?
1: Yeah, like oh. it's our it's <laughs> like it's like our our nature to be like, well, if I don't have to be
2: uncomfortable, do I want to do that to myself? No. Right. No, like, dude. So that's why it's so hard I to can bring to in Becker because I'm reading Ernest Becker right now, and what he talks about is um that the infant uses the mom as a means of comfort from anxiety. So it's like okay. the infant cries because there's something wrong that's causing <clears throat> it to be anxious. And then the mom immediately addresses it. Right. Yeah. So maybe it like needs food or it wet itself or whatever. Right. But as you go, grow, grow as an adult, what you end up doing is mo- taking away the parental relationship and switching out with a culture relationship. Yeah. So the culture mm, is a thing as that a protects against anxiety and provides Whatever that barrier is against your uncomfortableness. Yeah. So what people are doing is they're still being infantile in trying to remove themselves from their discomfort. Yeah. When I think mm. that the best thing you can do is actually embrace discomfort. And oh, that that's a sign of individuation. Well, like, and that's how an you individual. grow. What, like what, that's, be, that's the becoming of an individual because yeah. you don't rely on the external things to provide you yeah. with comfort anymore. And you and, understand that you as a person can address those discomforts.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a really good uh, – one of the small things that one of the podcasts I listen to is he always says about um, setting yourself for fears or like being putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. Uh-huh. You basically you, – there's two different ones. Basically, you go to your local coffee shop and you just don't look – you don't say anything to anyone or look at anyone. You just lay down on the ground for like a couple seconds, and then get up, and then don't say anything. And the other one is if you go to your local coffee shop, you ask for ten percent off whatever you bought, like coffee. Like I just have ten percent off. You just ask for it. You make it. And no matter what, you, you make you get, it uncomfortable. You make you like you just ask for it, and then you just deal with the uncomfortableness, win or lose. Hmm. And it's inoculating yourself to uncomfortable to situations. uncomfortable, and then it helps you. Very be, interesting. It helps you become a better business person because you're better at making deals and stuff like that.
2: Right, because you can translate. You can
0: translate those skills and those uncomfortable and, tensions. It almost
2: brings a sense of because we're all so used too. to
0: being blending into the crowd, like especially yeah. for like a Starbucks or something. When you lay down on the ground, everyone looks at you, and you're like, uh... I got better." <laughs> I got know? better in some
2: sense. Use that, like when I got to Michigan, just having to meet new people. Yeah, just being see, able to like talk had no friends. Questions. You had
0: no like. Right. Comfort zone. So exactly. what I got
2: better at was just having conversations with people that I've no idea what they who they are. So it was just like how to ask questions. And I was like for the first time it really clicked that I could just bullshit <laughs> right, about right, things right, that I found
0: interesting. <laughs> hey <laughs>
1: Cornholes.
2: All right, so <laughs> when you come up, you can bring that crap with you. All right. I'm too crippled
1: to do it. Man. Yeah, man. We'll carry the baggage, don't I ain't worry. Gonna
2: bother yeah all right <laughs> <Nice>. okay yeah <laughs> so what i was saying was um was that when i got there i was able to ask questions about about things that i actually want to know so like i found that people could be really really interesting and that they'll actually just answer the questions that i ask them and i can ask crazy ass questions and mm-hmm. they'll just totally go along with it so like i i've been you know it has been my thing and mm-hmm. now when i talk to new people i try to measure them on a person big five personality scale oh that's hey, interesting. interesting so I'm, I'm just asking questions that fit into different personality <laughs> stuff and then i'm like okay i'm starting to figure you out it's really cool are you turning into a sociopath yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's okay no he's just he just, no, he just, just finds psychology he's fine he does psychology you're using
2: intelligence as i tool. just think psychologically yeah that's here's, the, here's another thing that i realized this is goes right a- along with this is that i'm like It's almost weird because let's say I was doing that unconsciously, right? So let's say I'm a person that's just trying to figure out the personality of another person without being aware of the science portion of it, right? It's not conscious. It's just you're trying to get to know somebody. Yeah. So you wouldn't call that sociopathic, right? That's just one person figuring out another. Because I'm conscious of it, that's what seems sociopathic. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's really weird. So I can give you another example of this. I'm like, so where's the line is the question. But the other example of this is and I told you about this, I think, before. When I was at Harper, there was a girl there that was like 19, really, yes. really immature, like unbelievably immature, just like talk, 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 but always about dumb things, like mm-hmm. giggly, all this kind of just stuff. Trying to distract Not people. a bad person, just obnoxious and just doesn't young, really pick up. She's immature. Really quick. Right. Was this in class or just. This, this is, is in it. class. Oh, oh, that's really. Important. So, right. And she would want to talk to me about things I don't when care about. When the teacher's about. talking? Right. When, when I'm trying to pay attention or I'm serious yeah. about something or anything. Right. Big distraction. So what I did was and I did this consciously. So this is why it's a little strange. I did this consciously. I'm like, OK, so the socialization process is where somebody recognizes that their behavior is unacceptable in a situation and then adjusts to that situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So what I did was whenever she would whenever she would start talking about things I don't care about or that were just obnoxious right or that like why are you telling me about your personal life when i'm in class trying to study this thing Mm -hmm. like why are you doing this so anytime she would have a situation like that i would be really disconnected i would intentionally not really make eye contact be cold whatever and just one word Mm -hmm. answers but whenever she would act maturely and like talk about something serious or want to get down to business i would immediately reinforce that with attention because what she wanted was my attention so Mm -hmm. i would always just right then when she would act maturely i would immediately reward her with my intention oh i get what you're doing by the end of the semester she stopped talking to me immature altogether so the only conversations we would ever have were mature conversations you did a psychological experiment in with her right (laughs) so and, and i brought this up to nate and nate was like that's manipulation no and i was thinking i was like oh is that manipulation because because I'm conscious of it, but that's the only difference. Is that we do that unconsciously anyway. You if you're annoyed with someone, there's micro can, micro emotions that get displayed regardless. Right, yeah. Or you're just like, state. God, fuck off, or whatever. And or
0: afterwards you feel drained or whatever. Right. Just, and like, the only
2: difference is that I'm aware that I'm doing it. I wouldn't say that's manipulation. I call it socialization because I'm not trying to get anything no, out of it. You're not
0: getting anything out
2: My of My point it. isn't that You're I'm, trying to rather than than not to being annoyed. Right, but that's honest too because that's I'm honest. honestly annoyed. Exactly. You know what I mean? If I was trying to do something, like if my goal was, like, let's say she's a attractive girl, or something yeah. is to manipulate her into sleeping with me, for example. That's then that's manipulation, that's manipulation because manipulation. I'm not acting out yeah. honestly. Well, I feel like manipulation a is, a, goal. is a
0: negative yeah. consequence. Like you're trying to get someone to do something they don't want to do, or something like that. There's
2: a connotation there. Right. That yeah, that yeah. Has to do with right. It's trying. to, It's not it's symbiotic. A,
0: right. Yeah.
2: Right. There's and not. A, there's symbiotic. not. A,
0: there's not a give and take. It's just the one way. Right. and then the other person's doing stuff that they have no um
2: and it's like and there's a strong uh, arming element right there. Yeah.
0: The, yeah the the strong arming and and like you do what i say be, because x you know usually right. i guess in the form of like a back, blackmailing so i had like, to
2: think about it i was like there's no way that the distinction between manipulation and socialization is conscious effort because then every every single psychologist is just a manipulator right
1: yeah, right. I well, mean, like you said, we're we're all doing that unconsciously all the time. Yeah. We're already you know? doing it. I and feel like if you remember- just, more... I know that I'm doing it. And, and, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to sound rude when I say this. Well, I'm not going to try to sound rude, but even when Eric, when you tell me some stuff and I'm trying to like focus on like we're playing games together and you start spilling so much information about a podcast, <laughs> I'm like, well, am I going to focus on playing the game or am I going to divert my attention
0: <laughs> Why, yeah, I...
1: to what you're saying? And it's hard for me to do both at once when I've I actually haven't taken the time to sit down and watch or listen, you know, to the actual well, people telling me the information, and then I just kind of go, "Yep, yeah. oh yeah, man." Oh, oh, I think I uh, know what you're talking. I feel about. like a lot
0: of people have to do and, that, and, and I don't,
1: and I don't do it to be rude. I do it because <laughs> you should pay attention to that. Sometimes
0: I, try, <laughs> I can't help it though. Sometimes because I'm, I'm like, can... "Hey, I
1: need to." Like you can help. It. I just take yeah. tangents
0: though. <laughs> so I seriously do though.
1: So then it's like, well, I. I I do that unconsciously. I try to listen to you, but I <laughs> kind of shut you off in a certain part of my you brain. Just gotta know, too. There's a time and a place. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's also the data dump. If I'm doing this for you know right. a couple hours so every I, day,
1: so I should <laughs> do the Joe experiment. When you tell me that, just don't even say anything back. Just and, then, and then we say something about the game, <laughs> then I'll give you my attention. <laughs>
0: Oh, maybe that'll work. <laughs> I mean, it probably works. and we'll start off. winning <laughs> <I'm> right here. <laughs> no, no, no. But I'm muffs. not
2: saying I do that all the time. I'm just saying that sometimes, when I mean, again, it's a natural consequence because yeah. there's, for one, you can't multitasking is a lie. Well, to some degree, women are actually better at it than men.
0: That's like, weird. Way That's like, science, I would it's never like thought of proven,
2: that, isn't it? Yeah. Well, men are okay. So for one, men are more interested in like an. Ex- it's more okay. So the best anecdote I've heard is that men look out. F- stand next to each other shoulder to shoulder and look out at the world the women stand in a circle looking at each other oh so it's almost like they uh, can deal with I people because they're really more interested in people like while world. doing some other task, like where men are like of focusing in on a single task yeah. and going at that and then it's like everything else is a distraction now, again, this is a generalization because Obviously. there's overlap in the sexes and blah, 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 yeah. And
0: all the other nuances in but the for, In general,
2: multitasking, especially for men, is kind of just doesn't really exist.
0: <laughs> we're just- I mean, just in general, you could, uh, I forget what it was. You right? end up doing both things half-assed. I f- yeah. Pretty much. They said, uh, they did a study recently about phones and they, they wanted to see like with attention span, right? Mm-hmm. And they wanted to just see the simple reaction of your phone vibrating or making a sound. And, like, what it does to your brain, basically. Yeah. And it would say that, it's depending on your personality, obviously, is if you heard it or saw it, you have a cortisol spike because then you want to know what it is. Like, who texted you? You and want to address said. this that new... input sensory, basic oh, or sensory goodness. input. And then it's like they said it roughly would take 20 minutes to refocus on what are your task, whatever your task was.
2: Wow, 20 minutes.
0: 20 minutes.
2: Long time. It's good to keep my, like... Here's something, okay, so when I go on dates, I don't take my phone out at all.
0: Yeah, no, I don't do that
2: I just, Or even just with like <clears throat> social groups of our friends, I really don't like take them out on my phone at all. Most Sometimes of the time, I'll put on like nighttime mode or whatever, yeah. just That's so that idea. I'm not distracted. Do not disturbed. And what's it's really funny mode. is, it sets the precedence too. So like when I was on a date. Yeah, uh, you told me that. Right, one. I told you about this. When I was on a date, this was a while ago, but I didn't, it was one-on-one, so I just kept my phone. I didn't touch my phone, didn't look at it, nothing. Mm-hmm. And this was like multiple hours that we were talking, like two something hours over dinner or the whole nine yards. At the end of it, I finally took out my phone and immediately she takes out her phone. Because the social standard that's set by not taking out the phone is that the phone is not acceptable. But upon taking out the phone, it's a signal that that is okay to do in this situation. And then so Mm -hmm. she takes out her phone to check it. So you can do that with groups of friends, right? So nobody will take out their phone until the first person takes out their phone. Yeah, I believe that. It makes I'm, sense. I'm going to leave my phone in the basement.
0: Most of the time, what I'll do is if I... Because I don't like it in oh. my pocket for some reason, I'll just leave it up, up face down. Yeah. And I've and then i also turned off every notification on the phone except for text messages. <laughs> and I don't ever put sounds.
2: Yeah, I got rid of social media messages. No, I put notifications. There is
0: that, none. No notifications Getting on off
2: the
1: grid for a little while is so awesome because of the lack of distraction that you have. Yes. The lack of distraction. Like, you build a... a your your new <sighs> mental clarity, I guess you could say. You make you a get a it world. back. Yeah. Because because then you you have to, like what we were saying earlier, you have to think about what you're going to do. Well, it's what, a media fact What you have to get done. Because
0: you can't, because if they're taking in too much information, you're overloaded and therefore can't sift through your own thoughts. Whenever you're trying to do something on your own or whatever, mm-hmm. you can't be overloaded on all fronts. Yeah, I don't just, watch
2: the news anymore. I, I don't, don't either because it's not news. worth
0: anything. <laughs> Occasionally, <laughs> I'll, as as I'm I interested in
2: a specific instance. If I'm like, "Oh, Trump pulled out of the North Korea meeting," right? You hear something, Then I'm like, "Okay, I'm curious about that. I'll follow that story." Right. But I never watch the news just to get all the information. What well, I the way went. I see I it care is about specific is, is if
0: it's important enough, you'll hear from it from somebody else. Yeah, right you know and if it's not something that's not really that important then you won't hear about it because unless you're actively
2: no. just part of the problem with the internet and social media is that you hear about everything that everybody cares about i know so it's well like, that's also
0: why i stay off of facebook because at that point cuz there's so it's like cutting through the chaff and there's so much noise to signal nowadays that it's almost like it's unbearable it's completely that's why unbearable. i i'm
1: so glad i got rid of that even instagram
0: Instagram, I think, is kind of okay to some degree, but I like it for the it's, art. It's
1: a, it's, dope, a it's, art. It's, it's a dopamine dump,
0: though. <clears throat> well, it's a slippery slope because if as being a guy, it's very easy to get distracted with, yeah, you know, anything. It's visual. a dopamine right.
1: dump. You're wasting so much of that. That's why I got rid of all of that stuff. <laughs> concentration, okay. like you, you flip through. I think there's a, actually a scientific study that's been done with each, like, slide up and down in each photo. Mm-hmm. You see, like, you're expecting to see something interesting.
2: So, like. Like, um, probably a it's cortisol addiction. Spike. It's like, what do you it, call it? It's, in- like it's irregular addictive. or in something v- variable exposure. I can't remember the term. Right. But it's basically random exposure to a positive thing. So, mm-hmm. like, you just. It's like slot machines.
0: It's like dopamine. It is. It's the it's same like a
2: thing dopamine slot hit. machines. They randomly reward are fun you. And because the reward is random, mm-hmm. it makes you think, oh, well, this next time, this next time, right. this that's, next what, time.
0: that's what the psychology of the like button is from the social media. This yeah. society. Is- they,
2: they literally created social media to be addictive. There's yeah. Yeah. one of the execs from uh, Facebook uh, did Came a talk up? at yeah. Stanford. He left Facebook and he did talk at Stanford mm-hmm. about it. he doesn't let his fucking kids on social media. He doesn't touch any of that. And he was like, listen, we made something we knew we were making something yeah. that was insanely addictive, and we've changed the nature of social interaction as a result for the negative, And we aren't willing to take responsibility for it. I, think I was I like, "Holy video. fuck!" I think I watched the video. I, yeah, that was the one. He's Joe's like, figured. "I regret." Yeah, ruined, being a part of it. Yes,
0: it's really it's really interesting. And I and I told Joe after he shared that video, I, I could, I could see in the next five to ten years or something, maybe even less. A, a very well done documentary that's going to blow the lid off of what social media has done to us as a society. We're going to have to. Because we're playing we're playing with something that we don't understand.
2: And they're creating – a and these companies now have so much power that they're creating AI systems to better run these things. Like yeah. self – they're yeah. attempting to develop self-conscious AI systems. Yeah. And in doing so, they're going to – In the initial coding, in the subconscious of these AIs, they're going to put an implicit ethical system based on their own. And the problem is, if you have the flawed ethics of the developers influencing the consciousness of this AI, then that AI is going to operate at an insanely, insanely capable level to enforce that flawed ethical system. So we're gonna have if you have a bunch of assholes developing an AI system and their basic premise is like, well, it doesn't really matter if you're a dick to somebody and they just in their code they don't measure for being an ass right so they just don't put any controls in there to prevent this ai from being mean to people Mm -hmm. then this ai that's gonna be hyper fucking developed and way better at being a dick than anybody else because it can be as soon as that thing becomes aware and takes off and it's like exponentially growing it's gonna be the biggest asshole that's ever existed and it'll be because these fucking unethical developers didn't think about it it's like gonna take over society. It's going to be insane because the moment, it, oh, this is what's so fucking scary about what's going on in Silicon Valley because they're an ideological bubble, right? So if they produce a subconscious of the AI systems on their ideological ethical system then the ideology will be carried forward into the performance of the AI in the future. So if that AI operates on the premise that all th- the only thing that matters is group affiliation and that those affiliations are hierarchically organized by the amount of historical oppression that they've accrued, then in the future, if that thing has enough power, it will make decisions based on that premise. Now, as terrifying as that sounds,
1: (laughs) we uh, we have to think of the mechanism of action. How is it going to do anything with that power are they going
2: to have like robots that that are going to abuse people well it or... might just be okay so for one thing it might just end up this is already happening i was going right? to say the so gonna... This
0: already oh, exists in the form oh, of your, oh, your phone so here's right, already here's already one say, it's thing that's be, already like, happening with,
2: i'll give you an example okay okay so there's a premise in the developers especially of facebook that what is is well it comes from an ideological base but that there's certain truths that are present that are present in the news that ought not be said. OK, simple premise, right? Maybe there's some things better left unsaid. But the problem is they use their ethical framework to determine what should and shouldn't be said. So then they measure for what news things should show up on your feed. Got it. So the what type of information ever even makes it to you goes through the filter of the developer's ethical system. So we do that with our AI in the future, right. and the only news that will ever get to you is the news that works with their political propaganda. Period. So, but but the only way it's going to get to me is if I actually have a phone with the capability
1: to see the news and have that um, platform available. And, and like, I'm readily reading this, this right, these articles. Right. I mean, you could just
2: connect yourself entirely.
1: Right. And just avoid those. So I guess yeah, what yeah, I yeah. was saying is like, what if people are trying to disconnect
2: themselves? What is the AI going to do? Like, what's the power going to be if if you that don't even avoid, associate yourself? That would
0: avoid it. it. Yes. But I don't think that's possible. I think it'll be more.
2: Well, okay. So now it gets complicated and gets way into speculation. But my yeah. guess is that it will so form the zeitgeist that the people that are operating in the world will operate on the premises presented to them by the AI system. And if the AI system Nobody has an it. unethical yeah. subconscious, then it's going to emerge in the behavior of the people who are influenced by the AI. Yeah. Right. So all that it'll have to do is be flawed in its thinking basically, and then the problems with that thinking will emerge in the behavior of the people that are that are buying into it. So you could just have groups going to war for shit that an AI told them and that and that and directly involves yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. Whether you are a So part you could be totally disconnected, you, but if some fucker thinks that yeah,
0: that's in your friend group, that you're <laughs> a bad person
2: for X, Y, or Z, yeah. you're fucked. And yeah. it doesn't matter. That he learned but, that you you're disconnected. He's see, already...
0: the slippery slope here is that the companies are the ones deciding these things mm-hmm. behind the scenes in some sort of. Like, I, honest, I lines honestly, I honestly think code. that
2: these media are com- not media companies, but social media, these AMS titans AMS. in the new software, software conglomerates have become, a f- or at <laughs> least going to be a, f- a fifth pillar in our government system because it's totally unchecked information flow. They have there's no checks and balances with these guys. So if you and here's another problem, Ugh, it's so fucking complicated. <laughs> they have more power to disseminate information than anyone ever has in human history. So if they like, you can't even like. I mean, you, propaganda in the propaganda in the Soviet Union can't fucking touch the the efficiency of Facebook.
0: Right? You can't fucking touch. I it. mean, did you hear what he, like Zuckerberg was saying during the trial? Where he's like, we have to think about what things are being posted on the network for effect elections.
2: He's a person. Who is flawed, right. <laughs> and if he is wrong in what he thinks should make it to should or should not be made <laughs> public, then or not. there are problems. And it, especially if he's doing it based on an ideology,
0: which everyone will, because we're people. So that's why people should go away ideology me in a more capital I <laughs> right restricted. That, yeah, sense. That's, that's what I mean. Like from an ideology, we all have one, and to say one is, you know, perfect or whatever, <laughs> is never going to be the case.
2: No, well, what you have to do is you have to have a concrete underlying ethic that informs the ideology, yeah. and that the ideology is subservient to the ethic.
0: Who would have ever thought ethics would be actual or required beyond just a thought experiment? It needs to be required for <laughs> right.
2: coders. They need to be sit.
0: This. No, they need to be sitting with an ethicist. Together. This is why
2: Elon Musk was. Uh, I think he was he's alluded to this is why how he's talked to all the these AI, different companies. Uh, so he's talked to a bunch <clears throat> of different companies that are making these AIs and he's talked about how he there's only one company he's really worried about Now he's talked to somebody in particular who he thinks isn't mature enough and isn't handling this with enough care. Probably Zuckerberg, my guess. Because I
0: mean, he seems like a That's my fear is that it. someone <laughs> like
2: Zuckerberg is going to just go into this out of enthusiasm for the tech. And completely forget about the social implications. And that just out of ignorance, it doesn't even have to be males, just out of ignorance, the consequences of that ignorance will result in catastrophic shifts in the culture that could literally rip everything apart.
0: I mean, isn't it already in some degree? It, it already Well, okay. so that is
2: basically an underlying... I think that's a cultural war where we've... Okay, here's Becker again. Okay, so Becker... <laughs> Becker talked about how cultures are essentially hero frameworks where you can visualize yourself in a heroic (laughs) system so that you know the guidelines for how to play the hero in your own life. Okay? So the culture tells you, this is what a hero is. This is what a hero does. You follow that and you can be purposeful in your life. And that that purpose acts as a buffer against death anxiety for the individual. So just like the child relies on the mother to provide against a buffer against the consequences of their limitation and a buffer against that anxiety so too does the culture then for them and that hero system provides you that framework so what's hmm. happening right now in our culture is a deconstruction and then rejection of of the culture of that hero framework so when there is no buffer against the death anxiety the only thing that's left is is nihilism. So what's happening is, like, I think these school shootings are actually the consequence of rampant nihilism in the culture.
0: Yes, that is right.
2: Because everything's meaningless. And when you decide everything's meaningless, then basically you can justify any action that you want to do, period.
0: Because nothing matters. Because nothing <laughs> matters.
2: But also it gives you no buffer against your own fear and horror and torment against the nature of the horrific parts of reality. So you just fall into that and then that's it. And then you're like, fuck it, destroy all of it because none of this is worth it. So what you have is these school shootings are just a consequence of a culture in turmoil, rejecting itself.
0: It's lost its anchor.
2: Yeah, it's not grounded. (laughs) It's not grounded anything at all. It's it's like we've thrown out the baby with the bathwater a billion times over. Everything that we've been building since the dawn of humanity, forming cultures, is that we're throwing out the window. And instead, instead of creating a new culture as a buffer against that anxiety we're replacing with group system, ideology group system. Tribalism. just takes a, us back to a tribalism. New, a new
0: version of tribalism. <laughs> and it's
2: all reliant on in, inherent and unchosen elements of the individual. So it's just, it's completely fucking pointless things like race, whatever. Like the color of your skin is considered a virtue, but you don't get to choose that. And what the fuck does it matter? So we're relying on stupid innate things to act as a virtue for our culture. And we're gonna pretend that that's good enough to fight against the, na- like, death itself? Right? Are you fucking nuts? <laughs> to, to give you Ex- enough? Explain Color of uh, light? your skin's a virtue for me really quick. Okay, so the postmodern ideology basically says that all cultures are, there's a specific word that I'm looking for, fuck, what is it? It's like inconsequential. That everything is, since there's an infinite number of interpretations of the world, there's no way to know which interpretation is the true interpretation. Okay, so that's true mm-hmm. to a degree, except it doesn't take in empiricism or pragmatism at all, because you can just test that against the world. So if your assumption is that, that my interpretation of the world is that if I tie a bunch of cinder blocks around myself, jump into the ocean that I can swim up to the top and be just fine. Well, that's a fucking bad interpretation of the world and I'm probably going to fucking die, all right? So that's just bad. So if you take in functionalism at all, that entire premise falls apart immediately, okay? But they're still operating on that assumption. So what they say is all interpretations- Who's they? Postmodernists. So it's in a specific ideology came out of, well, kind of out of France. It's a whole long story. Right, no, yeah. So I'm sort of familiar with them. So that's like Foucault, Derrida, a couple other dudes. Um, So they have this assumption that because there's an infinite number of interpretations, none of them, you can't know which one's the true one. So how do you operate in the world? How do you know what's good in the world then if everything is totally relative? So they have to fall back on something to work, okay? Because if everything is totally relative, then you have no way of orienting yourself. It's like you're trying to use a compass. But there is no north. It's not labeled anyone on the compass. So what the fuck good is this? You have no orientate orientation in the world. So what they use as orientation is a group tribal framework. And they say that the thing that determines your virtue is the historical amount of suffering that you've gone through. Because it's a, it's a hyper um, hyper like sim- empathizing with people that have been poorly treated in the past. So maybe you're really compassionate to the people that have been mistreated. Okay. Mm. And you think, well, the victim is a victim and they don't, they're not at fault for the situation that they went through. So they're taking that and then applying it. So they're saying, then all victims must be perfectly good. So the person that has been the most victimized is the most good. So they create a moral framework that's based on the amount of historical oppression that you've accrued. And then huh. that's what the group systems are. So you can put like racial systems in one portion. You can put uh, uh, tran- like sexual orientation, transgender, whatever it is. As long as you've been oppressed, you, found you've, you have found yourself on that hierarchy of value based on group systems. The major problem with that, other than the fact that it doesn't take in functionalism, is that members of groups are not all homogenous. You aren't a black person. You are a person that happens to be black. But they have to throw that all out. Hmm. And then they have this bullshit, this insane, this insane and dumbfoundingly stupid idea that the only thing that matters is the group that you belong to. And then all that that's going to do is revert to a tribalism. Hmm. Because now you're just in groups. And what do groups do? They bite. kill each other. <laughs> because you're Chimps, not- Chimp tribes kill each other this the human aggression and warfare goes beyond is so ingrained it goes beyond the human species mm. and it comes from our history millions of years ago so the only the only way we had to fight against that is to provide an ethical system and a hero system to right, say you're the same as me to,
0: that, that
2: <laughs> implicitly or even explicitly combats aggression Now is this explaining the past or the present state of both both okay so, Right now, Cur- the Cur- reason that we're having all these political problems is because of postmodernism. But it's, it's even more than that. Bad. It's the import of European nihilism after World War II. Like, Foucault said that his um, grace influence was a play called Waiting for Godot, which was about nihilism in France after the Nazis had invaded and killed them.
0: Mm-hmm. And There's how
2: they were like great. just totally dejected at the horrors of war and the terrible They wanted to forget about it. They were, they were like, what's the point of all this? And they were stuck in this nihilism. Yeah. So he creates a philosophy based on nihilism. And then that nihilistic philosophy, through oh, what was the name of the school? F- starts with an F. I can't remember. Some school in France gets in through the English system, gets imported into like Stanford and Yale and the Ivy Whoa. Leagues in the US. So that ideology... What time was this? 60s.
0: Okay, so that makes sense. So
2: it blows up out of our Ivy League schools and then gets absorbed into the culture. Into the bedrock basically. Right, and now we're watching the the bubbling up of that. Because now the the the
0: children of those people that first learned it are now becoming our age basically. Each generation
2: tests the consequences of a premise. So it's like, here's that's why you can see you can see po- people that are postmodernists, scare quotes, from the 60s that have these ideas, but they don't go full ideologue. And it takes a few generations because it's like each generation just takes it one step farther, one step farther. one step. How do we grow on this? How do we build on this idea? Right. And they keep building. And then eventually the inherent failures of the philosophy are expressed in the behavior of the individuals who believe them.
0: Right. Hmm. It also shows that we are, need to pay attention to history a lot more than we do. If you don't know, this <laughs> shit,
2: oh, it's unfucking believable
0: how ignorant people are to this. I'm things. very ignorant to this, and
1: honestly, I don't really care about any of the things you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. mean, well, I mean, <laughs> I tell you about that. I have more praise to you, and I think you should write a book about your feelings. But I really feelings. <laughs> I'm like looking into space, trying to
2: grasp all this. And I mean, he just dumped a lot of information yeah, on a lot. you, and I'm just like. <laughs> I don't really give a shit. Well, there's basically what it comes down to. If I want to, I'll it distill up. it to a what you can do to what I concrete. Like that, I feel like that's a,
0: that's a good way to end this right now because we're almost at an hour already. Okay, so yeah. the <laughs> only way to concretely <laughs>
2: combat this kind of insanity is literally just to believe that an individual matters. That that essentially, you're not just a member of a group. You're a person that matters, and maybe your group identity influences your individual individuality but it isn't the full thing it is not everything your group isn't you you. like i was in the marines i'm a marine but that's not all that i am right i'm a student i'm a person i'm joseph i
0: guess for you it would be like to say you're a nursing student so all you'll ever be is a nurse right
2: and then you're defined by that thing Mm -hmm. but which is just wrong because you're more than that
0: yeah who's creating these ideas is that
1: it's actually, is actually <laughs> happening
2: yeah I well think that's it's actually happening well it's not conscious for a I lot think of that's people. Just people thinking too much about <clears throat> well no it's, it's just, unconscious it's not people i'm articulating something that's happening in behavior but they're not aware of what they're doing
0: it's just absorbed through being taught it over generations and just the being general, distracted
1: through the, social media and all that yeah
0: being distracted from every the under underlying tones of cult of the cultural environment
1: i wonder if yeah. that's causing people to like be existentialist essential uh whatever existentialist existentialists, you know and like trying to get away from everything unconsciously well, when, when they when they're so affected <laughs> at a, a deep level
2: like it permeated so deep that they feel like they have to get away from all of this i think nonsense. that i think that part of the rise of social media is because of that is another emergent property you don't have a value all of society. that underlying nihilism that's occurring in the culture because if you if you no longer have a buffer in the culture against death anxiety then you have to rely on something else. That's so wait, they look death at, anxiety. What death anxiety?
0: <laughs> God damn it. You said nihilism <laughs> buffer uh, uh, death anxiety. Uh, uh, None no, of that
1: uh, makes sense to me.
0: <laughs> we're going to have to we'll have to like <laughs> this is going to be like another 3 hours of podcast. I know this oh, be no, long, no, 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 no. No no, I'm no I'm serious. Like there's just
2: three simple definitions. Death anxiety is the awareness that you're going to die and something to con- console you in that reality.
0: Otherwise you'd be paralyzed It's just like,
2: well, what does it's it is what nihilism is. It's why does any of this this matter given the impending annihilation of death? People think that way, yes. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah,
0: exactly (laughs) why (laughs) poor people, exactly why nihilism is so scary. Why do people think (laughs)
1: like death is, yeah, death happens, but they're so. They, they nobody, don't know how to, no
2: one knows how to live their life anymore nobody wants to because of the lack of individuality? Yeah, they just... well, well that's They the don't r- know how to overcome direction. that realization. Tolstoy talked about that too. He talked about how he fell into nihilism and would hide his gun. He would never go out hunting with a gun because he was terrified that he would shoot himself. Holy and track. that he would wow. hide the rope from <laughs> himself so he wouldn't hang... So he wouldn't be tempted wow. to hang himself from the rafters. like That he got to this point and he talked about how that, they're, that the weak people are the ones that go on and are aware of the, given the rationale that are aware of the impending nature and the complete annihilation of death, the the ones that don't kill themselves and continue to go on suffering in life inevitably are the weak ones because the what? rational because the rational decision <laughs> the rational decision is you are you are guaranteed to continue suffering what? in your life. The longer you live, the more likely you are to suffer. So, knowing that. Why wouldn't you end the suffering if either way you're gonna die?
1: <laughs> that's a very flawed mindset, man. Well, it's perfectly rational. That's the it's scary part.
2: rational, but, but that's it doesn't take what? into account. It doesn't. I don't think it takes into account culture because your influence lives past you. Death isn't actually annihilation. Right. Death isn't annihilation. Oh. Death is only the ending of a physical property. It's not. There was a good quote. The, the, oh. the pattern of your being ripples out into the broke, culture like, beyond the break. ending <laughs> of your life. You're just just disgusted. Like,
0: I'm disgusted
1: that. Oh, so, oh, Darwin's they, wrong. Like fuck. Natural selection. Yes. Wrong. Yes. <laughs> What's <laughs> going on here? Because
2: it's rational and rationalism began pre-Darwinianism. Bye. So these people are relying <laughs> on something that doesn't take into account that the. the the sexual and natural selection that occurs in our biology and in our culture bam it's it's fucking retarded (laughs) but it's it's what the problem is it's like right now we're going through a cultural fight between nihilism and the revivification of a culture that stimulates and protects us against death Uh, joe i think you need to go and Sleep in a log cabin for
1: 10 days alone.
2: <laughs> With a fuckload of shrooms. Yeah. And,
0: and, a, and, then, and, a, and a journal. Get a pen or, and paper and just yeah. write and just be on, because you, you're you're on the edge of something here, dude. You are. no, You are. And that,
1: this all spawned from just getting away from
2: distractions. Just reading the people. Oh, just read. It's just reading the guys <laughs> that done this stuff. I'm like, listen, I none of this that I said did I even have to really come well, up with on my own. Right, I, was, I no. had to learn from greater fucking people and then go, oh, okay, well, what Becker said makes fucking sense. What well, Jordan Peterson it's, does yeah. makes fucking sense.
1: You, you have to oh, run I through the look scientific look method to see if what you read actually...
2: The biggest influence on me you can are say understanding, this, okay. was understanding evolution, pragmatism, and that's pretty much it. Yep. As soon as I understood pragmatism and evolution, I was like, oh, fuck, this applies to everything. Oh. So, okay. Thanks for listening,
0: folks. So this is the first one back <laughs> in a long time and it started out as simple enough and now it went deep as you probably will always. <laughs> you just listened to an episode of feeding curiosity. Thank you all for listening and tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a like, subscribe, subscribe go check out the website over at feedingcuriosity.net and all the other things that we're doing there. And once again, thank you all for tuning in and we will see you in the next episode.